0: offering kind of a broad I call it broad spectrum you know like sunscreen you're doing all the different things because it's like a blanket it's gonna it's gonna Mm -hmm. solve all like a whole bunch of problems at one time you know 10 birds one stone and I hope to see more people doing that because I I think it we really do need to talk more about how everything is interrelated and things you're doing physically like drinking water eating regular meals getting enough sleep impact mental health stress Um, anxiety, depression, and things that you can be doing like journaling and all these activities, it's all interrelated. It can all, they can all have positive effects in different areas. So I hope to see more of this. I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Results Without Restriction podcast, the show where results have nothing to do with weight and everything to do with setting and reaching health and fitness goals that focus on what we're achieving and not what we're losing. We'll talk about deprogramming from diet culture and get expert advice on reclaiming your relationship with food and movement. Join me on this journey to get results without restriction. Welcome, everyone. I am here with Jennifer Stark who is a certified holistic health and wellness coach with a background in professional one-on-one and couples counseling, personal training, and group fitness instruction. She helps individuals and couples take a holistic look at their struggles, the blocks that keep them from experiencing happiness, vibrant health, and fulfilling love, and empowers them to take actions to meet their goals. Welcome, Jennifer.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to talk with you this morning.
0: The first thing that I always ask my guests, I don't know if you've listened, but I always like to kind of get your background and what brought you to this point.
1: I spent years working as a professional counselor in different settings. I worked in clinical settings and schools and marriage and family centers, even did some public speaking. And along the way, I also worked part-time doing personal training and group fitness and wellness classes. Like you said before, I worked at gyms and I even did health classes for some of the companies that I worked for as a counselor. And after I married my husband, I stopped all the part-time jobs. And then when my son came along, I always thought I would be a working mom and daycare and school were fine. And I pictured myself being the best mom and still being the best counselor and the best wife and doing it all. And when he came along, I was in the PhD program and life was good, but that didn't last. (laughs) And I hated handing him over every day and being without him all day. And I would just want to be with him. And I started losing desire to work, finish that PhD program or really do anything else. And I was just so exhausted and stressed from trying to do all that. And I wasn't being the mom that I wanted to be. So my husband and I did a lot of talking and soul searching on this, and we decided that dropping out of the PhD program would be okay. And then we decided that quitting the job would be okay too, as long as I worked part-time and Helped out financially, and I always wanted to start a private practice, so that was the time. So, while I'm getting my new life and the part time but very traditional private practice set up, I was missing and like started thinking about all that work that I did in the health field again, and I was really missing it. And I kept having this idea just welling up in me, kind of hearing about coaching and life coaching and wellness coaching and all these different areas of coaching and thinking of how I could make my private practice incorporate all of those things and right then it dawned on me that private practice means this is it's my own I can do this how I want how I've always wanted and you know this I've always believed in the mind body heart spirit connection And so this was my chance to make that, to make one place, one space that people can get holistic help. So I jumped into a holistic health certification course and life strategies coaching class. And I reinstated all my personal training and all the different group fitness instructor certifications. And I let that professional counseling license Fire, <laughs> and then started my dream coaching business that I call
0: Stark Wellness. I love that. So it was really about taking all of the all of the components that really lit you up to 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 help people with, and putting it all in one place, right? So, and that's what holistic right. really means. Right? I, I know a lot of the Exactly, and I know a lot of people when they hear holistic, they might, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a buzzword that kind of has a connotation that in truth it means looking at it as a whole but it's taken on this meaning of being woo-woo and like essential oils (laughs) and all these kind of like pseudo things for holistic wellness but it really means looking at your life as a whole and all of the different components how they fit in how they interact with each other so can you walk us through a little bit like when you are talking about holistic wellness you just you touched on it a little bit I'd love for you to expand about what that means, body, mind, spirit, all of those
1: things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and the wellness part of it is where you come to the understanding of how all the aspects of your life tie in together your physical, mental, emotional health, relationships, your spirituality, your overall well being, all interconnected, and how what's going on in one area of your life is impacting other areas of your life and it could be negative and positive ways which to me that's the beauty of holistic wellness is it not only helps you really come to root causes and really see what's happening in your life what's going on behind the scenes and bringing things out to manifestation but it also gives you like a an open book to resources for yourself To Also, you know, any goal that you have, there's more than one way to reach that and achieve that. And there's because everything in your life impacts, there's a triple effect in a negative way, but there can also be a triple effect in a positive way. And so, you know, just a simple example, drinking more water and you think you're doing something for your body and your physical health, but you're also helping your mind to be more clear because you're staying hydrated and you're helping yourself sleep better. And then those things help you wake up a little more perky in the morning and they help you get through the day better because you're staying hydrated and your mind is more alert and it's probably helping with your stress levels and things like that. So it gives you just a broader range of all of these different ways that you can help yourself and really uh, like maximize your potential,
0: so what it sounds like is there are lots of very simple simple strategies that have snowball effects in ways that we don't even know and and it it sounds like what you specialize in and what you're able to do is understand and be kind of look at the big picture right you you've got that yes. objective perspective to be able to look at somebody's situation and and kind of see. Where a tweak over here might trickle down over there, when you're in a situation, it's really hard to see all of the different moving pieces, but you know you can kind of look at it and have those, have that visibility and say, okay, i see I see a couple of things that may help you if you're sleeping better, you're less stressed, you're not picking fights, you're not tense, you're not um, getting into these arguments with your partner, or you know they kind of trickle down like you said, and impact
1: all mm-hmm. these different
0: areas. You have this therapy background. Sorry, you have a counseling background, and now you're doing coaching. Mm-hmm. Talk to mm-hmm. us a little bit about the difference between the two. How do we know when we need
1: either one? Right. That's a really common question, and I, and it's a good question. It's important, too. So I help my clients work on achieving goals and creating new lifestyles, improving the overall quality of their lives. Um, I partner with my clients and inspire, though I, I hope I inspire them to become empowered and, and move forward. So some might say a counselor spends a little more time examining the past and deep emotional concerns. So with my background and counseling experience, I know that our past, I mean, we all know our past does need to be addressed. It does affect our present time. And it'll still affect our future and it needs to be addressed. So I do help clients heal and learn from past experiences. But for anyone with significant psychological problems, I recommend always contacting a licensed therapist or some cases a physician, especially if they're seeking a diagnosis for insurance purposes, because coaches definitely should not make diagnoses. Um, And I'm happy to work in collaboration with these professionals. I think the most obvious answer when you're trying to think about how do you know which one you should do? Should I try a counselor or should I go to coaching? If you have specific goals and just need some guidance, you need some support, you need some accountability, or maybe you're feeling stuck in some kind of negative patterns but you don't have severe emotional or mental disturbances and coaching might be right for you. Might be just fine for you. Might be perfect for you. Might be the best thing for you. Um, and also it could be to help you along as you're healing in your work with a therapist. So someone might be working with a therapist to recover from an eating disorder that's associated with past trauma. And They might be working with a coach to make some lifestyle adjustments that are recommended by that therapist or a nutritionist. Um, And somebody could be seeing a doctor for some specific treatment for a disease or even a mental disorder, um, like a psychiatrist. (laughs) Um, And they might work with a coach as well, just to get some extra help and accountability and to really explore strategies to stick to like a protocol that a doctor has given them. The doctor doesn't have time to meet with them weekly and to make sure that they're doing all these things. And so um, that's where I can come in and I could be help with the accountability, but also the strategies. I've worked with a client who uh, was in Alcohol Anonymous. So Another area where he he had been in the program and treatment and sober for know, two or three years and he was still attending meetings and still getting support from a sponsor, but he just wanted some more help in making some other changes in his life. You know, we don't exclude talking about his addiction, but only as it relates to his current circumstances. And you know, triggers and the choices that he's making right now. And so, if he were to start relapsing or anything like that, then my recommendation is that sponsor. You know, he's got that sponsor, he's got that group to tie to for that.
0: You're really focused on strategies and, you know, approaching forward movement, going, working right. towards a goal, helping to create a
1: vision now moving forward okay okay. and you know considering what's happened and what you've come through and 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 how you want to move forward now
0: so you mentioned that you work not only with individuals but also with couples talk a little bit about what that would look like
1: I'll, i'll just give an example of one couple that i worked with we started out they started out um calling me of course distressed in their relationship the Probably two biggest calls I get are, I'm stressed or we're stressed. <laughs> so stressed. So we start out when I work with a couple. Is we start out, you know, of course, looking at what's going on for them and getting stories out. Um, and I say stories because there's two sides, right? They have their story, but then it each individual story. And that's where i try to come in and help them to see what's going on interdependently right so you know there's yes communication yes things between them but then they each also you know they're each a separate person right with separate personalities and we are raised in different families we have different examples of what a husband should be like, and what a wife should be like, and what a mom should be like, and what a dad should be like, and we have different ideas about what's romantic and what shows love and what means love, and how do handle conflicts. And then you have your personalities, and then you have your and we try to bring that into a relationship, and how do you meld all that? together and get along on a daily basis so so I help them kind of muddle through all that and you know go through their old stories and kind of what brought them to where they are and um, their hopes for the future and then and the expectations that they had and things like that and so there's a lot of work like that in the beginning and definitely uh, working on communication and understanding each other and understanding how to approach each other and how to get the other person to listen, right? That's <laughs> a is, real common thing. Is,
0: is the answer drink more water? Because I could do that. Uh, that sounds like, I'm wondering if that's part of the trickle, the snowball effect of drinking water that you're, you know, you're fewer, fewer arguments with your partner.
1: It definitely can help because Hey, it can't hurt.
0: I'm thinking it can't hurt. So, you know.
1: Well, in eating well, I mean, my husband would say he is always making sure that I am eating (laughs) throughout the day and not missing meals because he's had the wrath, right? The hangry. And I get that way. And so I know that about myself. And I have to stay on. I can't let myself go, you know, long, long times. But he also... He knows that about me. And so there's just little things like that. You think it seems silly, but if if a husband or a wife can understand that about their partner, they can soften up a little bit when they, you know, he softens up a little bit. He used to be um, just like telling me, you know, stop getting so snippy, stop. And now he's like, okay, she hasn't eaten <laughs> I'm gonna let that slide because she needs something to eat you know we need to get to a restaurant we've been out too long or we need to get home or whatever so yes I mean right the health aspect comes into it too but I was talking about a particular couple and after uh several weeks of working together and they were really feeling good about their relationship and then they start kind of wanting to improve their health oh we want to start eating better we want to start working out better and we we found this personal trainer, but we're gonna to have to drive an hour away. I'm like, hey, I can do that too.
0: <laughs> You're like, do I so, have
1: great news for you? <laughs> exactly. And so, then you know, we moved into that, and it's great because we could still touch on some of the issues they were having emotionally with how are you doing on that. And it to me, it's not separate. Like, some people might think, oh no, you shouldn't have that kind of dual relationship, but to me, it doesn't you can't keep it separate like they're going to work with another personal trainer who doesn't know how they react to each other and you know what i mean it's like i have this holistic understanding and i felt like i could help them in a good way and they did benefit from it a lot and they loved that also um you know even after that they're like well maybe we could just you know pay you to come and cook at our house and everything and I and we had been working together for so long over a year I was like you guys maybe we could just be friends <laughs> we don't have to keep finding ways to pay me to come around you know but that's the kind of relationship that I like and even with couples because couples is a different it is a little bit of a different realm because you can really get into some deep emotional issues those issues can not get resolved but lighten up because each one of them is coming to some other realizations like you know I haven't been feeling good about myself and I haven't been I used to run and I used to um, go hiking and we used to go swimming all the time. I haven't been doing those things. This is going on with my boss and this is I'm stressed at work and then I'm coming home and taking it out on my family. And so that trickle effect. So with a couple, it's just double, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's just double the trickle effects. But um, taking a holistic perspective opens so many doors because you never know what might make a difference. And I am all about trying things. I had a client and I was working with the two of them together, but also her separately. And she was feeling slumpy, she said. And um, and then we talked about meditation, just deep breathing. And we talked about yoga. And, and at the end of the conversation, she's just like, I just, I, I just feel like my issues are just way more than, you know, a couple of pills and some deep breaths and the yoga pose or two are going to make any difference, but whatever, I'll try it. Like a couple of weeks later, we are talking and it's the two of them. And he is talking about how, man, she's really perked up and and it makes me, you know, perked up too. And she's like that. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, what's been different. And she says, you know, well, I've been taking those vitamins and I've been deep breathing every morning and I haven't been doing the yoga poses, but I really think those other things are healthy because that's all I've done. And, you know, you just never know like what could make a difference. And so not to underestimate the little things and then that triple effect took place like she kept she was saying she felt like she was a better mom because she had more energy and him you know saying that seeing her happy boosts him as well just an example another example of the power of taking a holistic perspective and the power of small steps and being open to trying things
0: so I was kind of joking about the glass drinking more water helping your relationship but apparently that's a thing it can help (laughs) (laughs) It appears, like, so. it looks like it may be, you know, something to add on the list if, you know, it can't hurt. How about that? I um, think
1: drinking water is like the most important thing right, that you could do for any part of your life. Listen, yes. you
0: sound like my husband. So my husband is to me drinking water like your husband is to you eating food. So he is constantly reminding me, you know, drink your water. Where's your water? Any, any physical thing that I complain about, the first thing he will ask me is, have you been drinking any water? Where's your water? how much have you had today? It's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a joke now, but I am terrible about drinking water. I'll fully admit that. I need a, I need one of those um, gallon things that just, I need one of those coolers that's just right next to my desk. Apparently that's the only way it's, it's really gonna, I'm gonna get on track with that. But I want to go back a little bit about um, one of the things you're talking about the impact of stress on relationships well i guess it is like stress on your own health and then the health your the, how your health kind of trickles down into your relationship
1: sure you know we are always multitasking our bodies are always multitasking I and mean, we just don't live compartmentalized lives and it takes a lot of effort to focus on one thing at a time and even if you can focus your mind on something your body is still active inside responding to the environment and the food you ate earlier and the stress from the meeting you had a few hours ago or the fight you had with your partner and how can we possibly bring closure from one thing to another all day long and we can try to cut back but it's hard and things just pop up on us a lot so I think that the key is building resiliency within ourselves and lessening the effects and becoming just more aware of the impacts of one thing on another, becoming more aware of where those trickle effects are starting. And, you know, sometimes we want to find the root cause definitely, but when there's a trickle effect, really, I mean, you can get in there anywhere and make an intervention and change things. You know, you don't always have to know, exactly what triggered that and started that everybody's stress responses are different and how your body bounces back is different too like for some people are really high strung and really need some kind of a physical release and some people need some relaxing yoga to calm down and like for me I need quiet, I need quiet alone time. So when I'm thinking about my self-care, you know, have I, why am I so uptight right now? Why is what he's doing triggering me so much right now? I've got to think about that. You know, did I, have I had any time alone today? Did I wake up late and my son, when I wake up late and my son wakes up right at the same time, I just, I hate to say it, but I feel cheated sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like but it's my fault. It's my fault that I didn't take care of myself the night before and you know or, or through the night if I didn't sleep well and I didn't wake up early enough. It's my fault. So look really looking at things like like one of the first things um working with couples or even I also get a lot of individuals who it's they don't come together. You know, most of the time that's just the woman most of the time. And really encouraging them to first look within. Just first. I'm not saying that what they said was okay. Or I'm not saying that they didn't do something that they shouldn't have. Or you know what I mean? I'm just saying first, just really look within. And am I taking care of myself? Am I being my best self? Am I getting the time and space that I need? Am I you know, eating right. Am I getting the exercise I need? Am I fulfilled? Do I have friends? Do I have a job I love? You know, looking at those things first or if, if it's a specific, you know, coming off of an argument and you Gone your separate ways for a little bit of time and really thinking through of what's my part in it? What, how have I, did I blow up for another reason? It just came out right now, you know, when what my wife said triggered, but.
0: So kind of taking like a, like an inventory of my own self-care checklist for the day, you know, am, have I fed watered rested myself yeah. done the things that's that right. i know i need to like be so i'm not up here i'm not down here just my regular you know calibration where i where i normally hang out I, am right. i there to have you know have i done all those right. things or something something and, off today
1: right and, and i like that word and then calibrate like it
0: calibrated. yeah so and then it just kind of has you know is that lack or you know the things i didn't check off is that why i'm kind of you know acting kind of like this
1: because
0: I didn't do things that I know I need to do for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: You got to take
1: care of yourself first and then, you know. Right. And just first, like you said, just first, you're not going to keep it there, right? You're going to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you don't have to stay with either. I mean, eventually you got to come back together and, and talk it through or work out some strategies or, you know, something. But I'm just saying just first step back again within
0: for a minute because honestly that's the easiest for you to control and if you if you see a pattern of you know what whenever i whenever i stay up late i always end up having the same fight with my partner or i end up stressed and trickles down and then i'm forgetful and then i'm anxious and these things so you know do i have a pattern of behavior that i can kind of look for a strategy or look for a solution and and maybe I'll stop having as many of those episodes, and maybe it'll stop kind of trickling down to to everyone around me. Right. And we can all we can all live happier together. How about that? <laughs> That's right. That's the hope. One of the things that I was I was curious about is what is one of the most common um, issues for your clients? The things that that people come to you with the most
1: stress and strange relationships are mm-hmm. the most common calls I get
0: and they're generally kind of like one is from the other one one feeds into the other there's a lot of overlap there i imagine
1: yes for sure and i i do work with some clients solely on health issues but the majority of my calls are first related to stress and strained relationships and then A lot of times there's health issues as well. And I think that what drives them to come to me is that if you look at my uh, my website, I have a lot of blog posts on all areas of health and pages talking about coaching. And I think that you get a good idea of who I am. So with the couples, I have a lot of articles and I do get a lot of comments like that, that like, oh, that's so true. And read that what she said about, I have the art of loving a woman and the art of loving a man. And they get a lot of comments that say, it's right on, that's right on. And, oh, I wish my wife would read this. And I wish my husband would read this. I'm like, well, share it, send it to them, you know, let them read it. So I probably attract a lot of couples, because of that, because you just see it a lot on my website and and then also I just I love the love that I just I do <laughs> and, um, Then with the stress, I think it's the most common because it's just uh, we are all stressed, like I said earlier we're We're always on the go, and even when we aren't on the go, you know our bodies are still trying to settle down, so they're still kind of on the go. Um, even when you stop. And it's just, it's, it's common. It's especially with the last couple of years and what's gone on in our world and things have been right in upheaval for everyone and it's different circumstances. And, you know, maybe there were already problems before and now they're exacerbated and, or maybe there weren't, weren't problems. And now you have to be home together all day. <laughs> it's different. Also, all the uncertainty. The thing about stress is you think of, I'm just doing too much. And stress is related to so much more than that. And again, we get back to the holistic you it's related to so much more than that, but there's also, you know, it's more than just I'm gonna pull my kids out of one sport because they are too many sports and we're driving all over the place. And there's other things too, like your your physical health affects your stress and it affects it as in some of it could be related to the foods that you're eating or what you're drinking or other, you know, kind of habits along those lines could be related to that. And even if it's not related to that, beefing some of that up could help with your resiliency to stress at work. You know, just having better meals in the evenings or having a better breakfast can, you know, make that trickle effect happen. Um, But I just think we're all stressed. We're all stressed and it's not going to stop so Building resiliency and you know taking care of yourself and the people that you love the best you can, and then keep learning new ways to do it better. you know
0: so what I just heard there was using meal planning as a form of self care
1: oh it could be yes um, uh,
0: we did an episode on that actually with a holistic nutritionist, and mm-hmm. we talked all about you know stress management and how having good healthy meals that I hate to use health. I'm using air quotes for healthy meals because that means different things to different people. But it's a delightfully vague term that, you know, we can use to vilify foods. But foods that provide nutrition and energy before we get to the point of, you know, being hangry or things like that and making sure you know don't don't make the problem worse by adding hunger and, and low blood sugar in, in exactly. irritability on top of whatever else is already going on so having having food and, and really kind of looking out for future you. By, by putting these things together and making it easy. I don't know if you've listened to any other episodes, but I am notoriously lazy in the kitchen. Um, so anything that I can do to make sure that when I'm in a pinch and I'm in a hurry and I got to run out to, you know, go pick up my son and I'm in between doing all these different projects, whatever, mm-hmm. something is there for me to eat that is going to sustain me. It's not going to leave me starving. That is something that I need to do for myself. And I know this. Because if I don't, things go horribly awry very quickly. Yeah. Everybody suffers.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: So let's talk a little bit about working with you as a coach. So when a client contacts you, tell me, give me an idea of what it looks like to work with you as a coach.
1: Um so when someone reaches out to me and we connect and I I offer a free 20 minute session to get to know each other and see if they feel like we're a good fit and they want to work together and then if so we try to decide on how to get started in the the first session <clears throat> some clients have a long list of topics they want to address and I have a, a very detailed wellness inventory I send them to fill out and then decide on one or two things that would either be the easiest to start with or that might make the biggest difference for them. And then once we're working together, my biggest strengths working with my clients are helping them with perspective and understanding themselves and the other people in their lives, in their relationships. And So I think that that self-awareness and self-understanding, but then also understanding other people is really, really key and important um, with almost any goal that you have. And then I'm very um, solution focused. I love working with clients on strategy, creating vision and helping them feel empowered to make changes in their lives. I work with most clients remotely, and they love it. I've been doing it that way for years before the pandemic. Some of my clients are taking walks outside while we talk, and um, the couples that I work with appreciate not having to get off work and go out of their way to get somewhere on time. They're real comfortable and relaxed at home sometimes. They're in their car uh, sometimes they're sitting in their car while their kids are at sports practices. So it's just really convenient. Um, and I have clients all over the United States and then two European countries.
0: Let's go back a little bit and talk about the Holistic Wellness Inventory. Now, we have one of these available for our listeners that you're giving away for free. Now, it's not as extensive as the one that you use with your clients, but can you talk a little bit about the benefits of of taking this inventory and kind of going through and doing the, doing and filling it out?
1: Yeah, I made this because I am a goal-setting junkie, I guess. <laughs> um, so it's it's a tool to help you... Think about the main areas of your life, and to just slow down for a minute and, and kind of celebrate what's good, what's going well, and think about what you would like to be different. And I start each of those boxes with what I wish. And the main reason I did that is because that's that's how I kind of start setting goals. When I hear myself saying, "I wish this," "I wish that," it's that's my trigger that. Something needs to change. I need to figure something out. And even if it's, I wish for somebody else, you know, I wish my husband would this, it's still, how can I bring that about if it's what I want, right? So that's why I like to start it with that. And I ask my clients a lot, what do you wish for? And then the second page helps you break it down a little bit more, getting a little more specific in each of those areas and some specific steps that you could take and, you know, just choosing one to three in each area or one to three overall, depending on what the goals are. Cause a month is a really good time to make a big change. And that's what I write about on the document, but there are some things that are all, you know, could be like a flipping switch. Sometimes it depends on what your goal is and what it would take to make that happen. So some, so one to three, um, in each area, or one to three overall. So it's just just that, just to help you have a chance to reflect on how your life is right now. It could be used multiple times, you know. So I say download it and save it. It's you can fill it out and keep it on your computer, or you can print it and fill it out the old-fashioned ways, how I like to do it, <laughs> or you can just prompts for your own journaling however
0: you want to do it. Oh, I love that. Cause that's, that's actually one of my big, um, one of the things that we talk about here is journaling and really just kind of giving yourself that space to express whatever's happening, you know, up here to get it out and, and see it, see it in black and white. And, and it really does give you a good way to, to get perspective. One of my last episodes, like having these recurring negative thoughts But getting it out on paper, you can kind of get more perspective and say, oh, well, that doesn't really make sense. Why do I think that? What makes me say right. that? Yeah, what makes me believe that's true? What what evidence do I have that that's even like a true statement? Why have I been right. thinking this? Because it makes <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense now that I see it written out. So that's great that it can be used also as you know journaling prompts, but also giving mm-hmm. um, the users kind of like perspective and, and figuring out what goals they want to start working on and, and how they can start right. you know taking steps to to work towards that. To and remember. even more
1: advanced, and this might be like in a coaching session if if you were my client and I gave you this or the other one looking for the running themes also of you know the we talked about I I, I said it's different areas of your life but there might be something that you keep saying over and over on the sheet or that you keep wishing for the same thing (laughs) it's kind of a running so looking for running themes because that can help you narrow down your goals too You, you might feel like you're just Nothing is right, and I'm all over the place. And but there might be some kind of uh, repeated issue or you know desire that, and that could be where you start. So um, it's a little more advanced technique to use with it, but maybe somebody's up for the challenge.
0: I I love that because that's a really good point. That you may not even realize that you've got something that's kind of bleeding over from one, like it's kind of recurring in different areas. But again, everything is inter interrelated here. And you know, how you do one thing is basically how you do everything. So it makes sense that you'll have these (laughs) kind of like things in in different areas. That's a really good point. Jennifer, we're going to start to wrap up and what I like to do with every episode is have my guest share with the audience, their top three tips in their area of expertise. So what are your top three tips for holistic wellness?
1: My Top three tips. So number one, something that I'm always working on slow down that would be my number one tip is slow down and I know um, you probably hear that a lot and I'm not saying it's easy but I mean slow down in a specific way so much of our stress and forgetfulness and brain fog and even digestive issues just come from being too much in a hurry and so put some thought into planning your day and your meals and get in touch with your values and get your priorities straight so that you're saying yes and no to the right thing. And the less you have to do, the more you can slow down, right? You have to make the effort to slow down and to really put pauses in your day. But there's also just a lot of little ways that we can just slow down a little bit, like just doing our food more, a little bit longer or a little more slowly. And I love to tell couples to just sometimes hold a kiss a little bit longer, you know, stop the pets. It's great to reconnect every morning and evening, but now and then just hold one of those kisses or hold one of those hugs just a little bit longer. One thing I try to do with my son is to not walk ahead of him, to just slow down and keep step with him. And You know, I see way more bugs and butterflies that way. And it's fun. And I don't know why I get so hurried, you know, slow down and, um, you know, little, just little ways in your day, stopping at a window, look out for five seconds. You've got five seconds. You can do it. You can stop at a window and see something, you know, you haven't seen before, but, you know, hurry up and pack the car if you need to, but then sit down and just take a deep breath. Smile in the rear view mirror at that kid behind you, or squeeze, you know, your partner's hand that's sitting next to you, or, or something. Just brief pauses throughout the day, I think, could help us all so much. Um, so, number two is get to know yourself and your body. So, do some thinking around what in your life is good for you right now and what isn't. Food wise, relationship wise, work wise, schedule wise, what lights you up and what depletes you and what are your strengths and what is simply not for you and whatever you're struggling with, just commit to really paying attention to it and tracking it for a while if you can't try to figure out where the problem is stemming from. So if you're having digestive issues, maybe a food and mood Journal could help out with that. If you and your partner have been arguing more, just thinking about what might be bringing you down. Like we talked about earlier, what self care you might be depriving yourself of. Thinking about how your body reacts to stress and how it responds to attempts to alleviate. Because, you know, like I said earlier, some people need high activity to really burn off steam, and some need a little, you know, just some gentle yoga sessions. And some, like I said, need more quiet and alone time and you know what works for you paying attention to your life and paying attention to how you feel in the morning physically and emotionally how it changes through the day during different activities or around different people or groups and different times of the day so try and focus on just one thing that you want to know or keep asking yourself why do I do that why does that happen why am I always tense on my long calls or yelling at my kids in the morning or bloated at bedtime or waking up at 3 a.m.? So getting to know yourself, you know, and also there's, there's tons of ideas out there, tons of tips for easing anxiety and for rising up from depression and managing stress and getting along better with your partner. And, and one thing that happens is we get really upset. We try a few things and it doesn't work. And sometimes we blame ourselves, we get down on ourselves, but something will work for you. I promise anybody listening, something will work for you. And it's not always the first few tips or the most popular tips that you hear about. But if you really can get to know yourself, then you'll be able to weed out a lot of the hoopla for yourself and you'll find things more specific to your personality type or your body type or your lifestyle. Or... So number one, slow down. And two, get to know yourself and your body. And then number three, the last um, tip I would like to leave with is find your path. Find your way. Find the best dating style for you. Find the best career and hobbies for you. Find the best time of day for you to be productive. Find the way to get the rest you need when you need it. And believe in your worth to do all of these
0: things. Oh, I love that last part. I think we need a whole, oh, we need a whole episode just on giving self-worth. ourselves per, oh, self-worth and giving ourselves permission to do the things that, that, that feel selfish, but are really just so critical to our you know physical, mental, emotional health. Um, okay, we'll put that on the calendar for another episode. In the and future. I have a
1: blog post on my website that has a permission slip that you can go and print off. It gives yourself permission. Oh, I love that. I'm going to link that. And-
0: I will link that, and I'm definitely going to link that in the show notes so that everybody can get their hands on it. Well, Jennifer, this has been amazing, and I've just had such a great time chatting with you. Um, for everybody listening, I'm going to be linking. Uh, Jennifer's website, her social links so you can catch her there. I'm also going to be putting a link to her holistic wellness inventory and goal sheet that you can use to kind of get you started and also this post with the permission slip to to you know give ourselves the space to do the things that we need to be doing for ourselves. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for listening and if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show and connect with a health and wellness provider committed to helping you ditch diets and achieve results without restriction. Thanks for listening and we'll catch
1: you in the next episode.